Impact 89FM's own golf podcast. This is The Long Drive. Welcome into The Long Drive, broadcasting live from the basement of Holden Hall on the campus of Michigan State University. I am your host, Grace Goodlerick. Today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jack Ladderman, as well as Nick Fardella and Tim Marshall. You know, big week on the PGA Tour. We had the RBC Heritage, uh, one of the elevated events. So before we get to that, we'll start with a couple quick recaps of what happened uh, featuring the MSU men's and women's golf teams, as well as what happened on the LPGA Tour. So the men's golf, they were off this last week. However, Saturday and Sunday this week, April 22nd and 23rd, they will be participating in the Illini Spring Invite at the Atkins Golf Club in Champaign, Illinois. For the women's team, they finished second out of 14 teams. Pretty strong showing there uh, with a team score of 863 for the three-round event at the Lady Buckeye Invitational at the Scarlet Course in Columbus, Ohio. They finished one under for the tournament led by Brooke Bierman, who finished tied for sixth in the individual stroke play tournament or a portion of the tournament with two under, 214. Uh, and this weekend actually starts the postseason for that team, April 21st through the 23rd, uh, the Big Ten Championships at Fox Chapel Golf Club in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. On the LPGA Tour at the Lotte Championship, presented by Hoakale, the winner was Grace Kim at minus 12. She won in a playoff over Yu Liu and Yu Jin Sung. That moved her to eighth in the race for the CME Globe, which is a season-long points race. On the LPGA Tour this weekend, actually the first major championship on the LPGA Tour schedule, the Chevron Championship at the club at Carlton Woods in the Woodlands, Texas. So now let's go ahead and get into a little bit of the news surrounding the PGA Tour. You know, Rory is obviously the main thing that happened this this last week uh, with him losing $3 million in pit money for missing the RBC Heritage. Guys, what do you think about that? Not surprised. We talked about it last week, but I don't think he cares to be totally honest uh, see that's what a lot of people said but then again like i think it was justin thomas came out and he's like you know it doesn't matter who you are three million is a lot of money so like, it is but i also think rory makes a lot more money than justin thomas that's very true his endorsements are worth a lot more yeah and so. i mean it yeah i don't think if he really wanted to i'm sure he could have said my shoulder hurts or something and he would have gotten out of it yeah because yeah. i think if you miss more than one you have to provide the injury, injury designation right. he you can very that, easily so, do that so. yeah I'm not surprised either. He's a that caliber of a golfer. He makes a lot of money, so three million is just nothing to him. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say it's not nothing, but I like if you look forward in the next year, like what is his stake in TGL? It's probably a big percentage. Oh yeah, like for he's sure. like everything's going to be coming in a lot more, and I think sacrificing three million for like maybe this is kind of just like a mental health like you got to take a break like you kind of was stressed out with the masters if that helps you come back and you win the pga that's three million right there exactly then yeah yeah he played awful at augusta so interesting to see rory skip the rbc heritage there losing out on three million dollars of his pit money and other news which there's not much uh, there's a Live Golf event this week, uh, Live Golf Invitational Adelaide in Australia. That's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as they only play 54 holes, three rounds. Uh, and just some other kind of funny bits surrounding the golf world. John Smoltz, former Atlanta Braves ace, thinking about taking on the Champions Tour. So looking into some interesting stories uh, maybe surrounding him there. You know, we've seen it with Tony Romo kind of coming out on the uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour and Russell Wilson, Broncos Denver Broncos star quarterback also flipped a golf cart over the weekend. <laughs> Let's ride. 
uh, maybe not going to want to do it in that fashion. But in other news, uh, the owners of Bandon Dunes, a famous resort in Oregon, are also creating a new six-course resort in Colorado. So there's just something that we can add to our, our bucket list for all the golf lovers out there, a uh, new Bandon ownership resort in uh, in Colorado featuring six new courses. So with that, we'll move on to what happened this last week on the PGA Tour, the RBC Heritage, like I already mentioned, it was an elevated event on the PGA Tour. You know, fireworks in the final round. We had Patrick Cantley, Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick just duking it out. It was the fifth time in the last 11 years that the tournament has been decided in a playoff. My bet that I placed last week on uh, a playoff to be the ending format of the tournament at plus 400 would have hit. Uh, Patrick Cantley... Uh, it's his fourth top three finish in his last six RBC Heritages, so he is on the cusp of breaking through at Harbor Town. you would think, sometime soon. But the winner, Matt Fitzpatrick, it's his second PGA Tour win in addition to the 2022 U.S. Open at uh, Brookline last summer. It moves him to 22nd in the FedEx Cup standings. And, you know, let's just kind of get into it. It was a great final round. You know, there were a lot of, lot of good shots that a lot of guys hit, obviously capped off with, Matt Fitzpatrick's approach shot on hole 75. So let's get into it. Yeah, it was really exciting. Uh, Spieth hitting that putt on 18. Oh. I would have bet a lot of huge. money uh, if I had it to take Spieth to win at that point. Um, and he had, I believe, two lip outs after that. And it was pretty hard to watch him miss those putts. But Fitzpatrick, that approach shot was sensational just like from a golfer standpoint amazing shot it was what, like he hits it and it's, it's, it's over it's over that's i think i texted our group yeah. chat that we have here and uh i said yeah fitz just that's won it, it. Yeah. jordan yeah. jordan is not going to birdie this hole like even if he sticks it to within 10 feet he's been putting absolutely horrendous all day it's like fitz just won it right there yeah i mean it was just a it was a great week for golf and Kind of a little foreshadowing to this fall with the Ryder Cup. Matt Matt Fitzpatrick can be a great villain. You heard the USA chance yep. on I, I yep. believe it was seventeen. It was the second playoff hole, and like he just he came in there and he he won uh, through a dart. He won fair and square. I mean he just he played better than Spieth. Oh, cr- oh, crazy playoff round there. I don't know how some of Speed's putts didn't go in. That was kind of crazy. Yeah, watching him, I think it was on 74, so they were playing the 17th hole again. He just kind of looked back at Michael Greller and was like, why didn't that go in? Yep. Like, so. I think about the Fitzpatrick stuff, it's funny that people call him a villain because I feel like he's such like a chill, <laughs> yeah. like everything rolls off him, like people make fun of his braces, like he laughs at it, like whatever. Um, so I think it's funny that he would be considered a villain and I don't like, he's not the type to be like, bring it on. Like, yeah, yeah he's, yeah, yeah, guy, he looks so like calm. He looks like, like, I love that his episode with full swing. Cause you get to see like how small of a guy he really is and how innocent he looks. He looks like he's a freshman in college and he's a major champion now as a professional golfer and seven time winner on the DP world tour. Like him, Playing with Dustin Johnson, I forget which round it was, but you know, DJ's built like a, a massive, a tight end in the NFL, and he's playing with Matt Fitzpatrick. Like so, right. great for Matt Fitzpatrick to win. You know, just 
it, it was a great week, obviously, on the tour, but just from a statistical standpoint, Jordan Spieth and Matt Fitzpatrick kind of obviously blew the field away. They gained 3.42 shots in total on the field. Uh, Patrick Cantley was next with 3.17. So Tita Green shots gained in terms of that were huge last week, obviously, and putting in approach had little to no effect. So just kind of being strong, Tita Green was – very pivotal last week, as we saw with Jordan Spieth and Matt Fitzpatrick. Patrick Cantley finishing third place and solo third. And that will as well be the same trend that will continue to follow for this week. The Zurich Classic of New Orleans. We're going to get into that right now. This is a one of the more unique events on the PGA Tour. It's the only team event. It will feature 82-man teams for the Thursday through Sunday event. And it's a Two days of four ball, which will be best ball, the best uh, score on the hole between the two teams, or between the teams, excuse me, uh, will be on Thursday and Saturday. There's obviously still a 36-hole cut. Friday and Sunday will be foursomes, which will feature alternate shot between the two players. The winners will receive 400 FedEx Cup points apiece, which is down 100 from the normal allotment for a standard PGA Tour event. Uh, the defending champions, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley, they've each been on heaters lately. They set the 72-hole scoring record at 29 under par last year. They were the first wire-to-wire winners in the history of the team event, which is since its inception in 2017, finished uh, first. Right ahead of Billy Horschel and Sam Burns, who were two shots back at minus 27. Doc Redman and Sam Ryder finished uh, minus 24 for a, a uh, solo third-place finish, and six teams finished tied for fourth. At minus 23. The event takes place at TPC Louisiana, 15 minutes from downtown New Orleans. To Pete Dye, Steve Elkington, and Kelly Gibson collaboration on the course design. So let's kind of get into the course. So TPC Louisiana, it's obviously super scorable layout, even though there's a lot of wetlands. It's in the bayou, a lot of sand. Yeah, it's Bermuda uh, putting surfaces again like last week. Uh, the stats that I do care about, par fives, um, approach tee to green, like normal, but I would say stats this week compared to most other weeks, I don't care very much. I think it's a large portion of have you played with this guy before? Are you friends? Yeah, this is a team chemistry yes. for sure. Yeah. Uh, you do not want the situation where you're scared to go for a hole. You're scared to hit because you feel bad if you mess up. Like, I, I, I really, really think it. there's a huge advantage of those guys that have played together before and been successful here. Um, so I think course history, especially if you've played with your partner, matters way more than stats this week. It's going to be interesting because the Fitzpatrick brothers are playing with each other, and they obviously know each other best. So like they have advantages over everyone here too. Yeah, going back to the course, I I love TPC courses. It's just as a as a fan, you kind of have the it's kind of elevated over the green. You have a really good place to watch. I've been to uh, TPC Boston. That's a really good yeah, one. Yep. Obviously, you have Sawgrass and other ones that are just really at the pinnacle of golf courses in the world. Yeah, and you know it's a it's a very interesting course. It features smaller greens, like last week at Harbor Town. So that's approach and strokes gain tee to green, as well as ball striking is huge. So a lot of those long hitters, they will fare well. We saw 2019 John Rahm, Ryan Palmer winning. Uh, Ryan Palmer, not as long of a hitter as John Rahm, but that helped them going for par fives. We saw John Rahm hit driver off the deck a handful of times in winning in 2019. Uh, there's a lot of hazards, so water comes into play on almost every single hole. However, it does remain scorable. A lot of drivable par fours, so look for par four uh, scoring percentage, 
par five scoring percentage, like I said, ball striking, bogey avoidance, those are all huge. So it's not necessarily that accuracy is paramount, but as Jack hinted, it is huge on the team chemistry this week. So there's a lot of good groups this week. So let's get into our favorite pairings, our favorite groups. Uh, what do we have? Uh, my favorite group is going to be the Neesmith and Moore pairing, uh, playing with Ryder and Redmond. Um, very, I mean, there's some really, really star-studded groups out here. This is not one of them. But I think Ryder and Redmond finished T3 last year. Like I was saying, they've played together. They've played well together. Um, Ryder coming in a lot better now than Redmond has. Um, and then Neesmith and Moore, I've got some money on them in different places this week. Um, they finished T4 last year and are both stat-wise really, really hot. Um, that's just a bonus to me, but I really like that they've played uh, before. They've both been playing pretty well. Um, so I think both of them are, both those groups are a bit of underdogs that could really make a run this week. I have uh, the grouping of Tagala and Sue and Mitchell and I'm. Um, Tagala has finished top 10 in uh, his previous two, like the Masters and uh, Heritage, so I think he's going to do really well. Yeah, I, I'm going with the chalk group of the the tournament with Homa and Morikawa. That, that's kind of a yin and yang where you have the ball striking in Morikawa and then the putting in Homa. And then we have the brothers Fitzpatrick and or Matt and Alex. I think that will be pretty cool to see, especially with Alex not being as experienced. Maybe he can get some shine on the PGA Tour this week. Yeah, Think it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that Brooks and Chase Kepka also played this event together yeah. a few years ago and fared awfully. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the, Chase, Chase got the bag after. So he I did. Mean, He's on the live tour now. Yeah. With did his you brother. see yeah. the uh, the home on Morikawa Dodgers jersey? Oh, I did not. That's how no. they announced no. that they were playing together. They made a Dodgers jersey that said Homakawa on the back. <laughs> oh, I did. And both. they each were wearing it. It was yeah. sweet. Both uh, SoCal guys. Yeah. So it was really sweet. Good for them. Uh, my favorite group. I feel like I am obligated to take this since nobody necessarily took the Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley group. I'm going with Billy Horschel and Sam Burns, obviously finishing runners-up last year. Billy Horschel's won this event before. Um, as part of the team, uh, part of the team event, and they are paired with Harris English and Tom Hoagie, who later in the show we will get to our top ten locks. Those uh, that team is my lock to make the top ten. I'm really excited to watch this group. You've got Sam Burns, who's kind of a bomb and gouge type player, paired with Billy Horschel, who's more like finesse, wedge type approach. Uh, Billy Horschel, much better putter than Sam Burns, so really excited for that pairing. And Harris English, you know, these guys are really complimentary of each other as well. You know, Harris English, great putter, average driver of the golf ball, which is really all you need when you're playing with a guy like Tom Hoagie. So with that, we've kind of gone over – who our favorite groups are, you know, there's a really interesting week this week. I can't wait to watch the team event, but also one of the coolest traditions of this event outside of it being in probably one of the coolest cities in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, being a team event. It is also the only event on the PGA tour where they allow you to pick walk-up music. So we're going to make our picks for what our walk-up music would be if we were playing in the uh, Zurich classic of New Orleans. So let's get into it. You know, there's so many, Great songs out there, great hype songs. What's the walk-up music choice this week? Uh, I'm going to go with Boots by Hardy, country song. Uh, not really hype, I mean sort of, um, but I'm a big country fan, and I think that 
be walking up to that. And if there's any country fans that know that song, they'd be going nuts in their cowboy yeah, boots. Yeah, the Bayou. The Bayou, we got to have some country music for sure. I have In the Club by 50 Cent. It's a side <laughs> song. Uh, when you think of the walk-up music, you obviously think of baseball. So then I went, my thought process went to closers. And then obviously you have Enter Sandman. Or I, I'm actually going to go with um, Hell's Bells, Trevor Hoffman. That, like, when you in the stadium, you hear those bells for the first time, everyone goes crazy. That, that'll be my pick. Yeah, I like the uh, Mariano Rivera uh, mention, especially since you're a Red Sox fan. It, <laughs> uh, it takes some rocks to do the uh, Mariano Rivera shout-out. Yeah. But uh, I'm going a little bit more of the old-style hip-hop beat. I'm kind of going along Nick's lines with uh, – Monster by Kanye West featuring Jay-Z, Rick Ross, Bon Iver, and Nicki Minaj. Great song. Uh, it's featured in one of my favorite movies, uh, Hangover <laughs> Number 2. It's a great hype song. You know, they're going out for the night. Just kind of gets you hyped up. So that is my pick for what my walk-up music would be for my partner and I playing in the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. So now we get into kind of our pick games here. The one and done. Last week proved... Amazing for me again. I'm still in first place. I took Patrick Cantley, finished solo third, made 1.38 million. I now have won a grand total of four million eight hundred four thousand eight hundred sixty-eight dollars. Jack sitting in third place. Cam Young was still the hey, first. Hey, second place. Second place. Excuse me. Second place. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Cam Young was still his biggest paycheck. Uh, the first week at the WGC Dell Tech match play. He took Sung J.M., who has a strong showing for sure. It was a ball striker's course. Sung J's a ball striker. Finished tied for seventh, winning $607,500. Jack has won a grand total of $3,010,422. Sitting in third place is Nick, who took Victor Hovland. Awful showing last week. I think we mentioned earlier when we were talking before we came on the air, uh, Ernie Ells beat Victor Hovland last week at the RBC Heritage. Uh, Victor Hovland still... Making almost forty-five thousand dollars, forty-four thousand eight hundred. Uh, Nick has won a grand total of one million two hundred fourteen thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars. Sitting in last place is Tim, who took Cam Young, finished tied for fifty-first, winning forty-nine thousand one hundred thirty-three dollars. Tim has still not broken a million on the season, uh, nine hundred sixty-one thousand one hundred and thirty-three dollars. So let's get into our picks for this week. We're still keeping. With one guy, since they're each going to make the, an equal amount of money and gain an equal amount of FedEx Cup points, I'm taking Xander and Cantlay. Um, I I see no one else has walking in here. I thought we were going to have four. Uh, well, I wanted to take Xander, but you got to me before you put you put it on the notes we before I put them, it. But I like my pick just as much as I think. I, like uh, I mean, they won last year. They're both coming in hot. Um, you could have picked either of the two guys. Like it's even. Um, but yeah, they they know each other. They played well together. I think this is probably the most confident I would be in a favorite for the entire uh, the overwhelming year. favorites right. this week to yep. win. I'm taking uh, Sugi Tagala. Tagala's playing really, really well right now. So hopefully he can like win or get top five. Yes. Yeah. On the sheet, I have Keith Mitchell, but however, I didn't realize I had the Sunjay pick. So I'm oh, gonna switch gears. And go with Tom Kim. I think Tom Kim, the Kim team of uh, Tom and uh, Siwoo, uh, they're fourth right now in um, odds, and I think they, they'll have a good shot. That's a great pick. I love it, but I have to go with the aforementioned Max Homa playing with 
his friend from Southern California, Colin Morikawa. I think this course just complements each of their games really well. Max Homa's playing well, not as good of a showing as he wanted to have at the Masters. However, two wins so far this season. Sits fifth in the official world golf rankings still. He's fifth in total strokes gained, ninth in strokes gained approach, and 12th in strokes gained tee to green. Those are all huge numbers this week. He also remains third, or he was also 3-0 and in the pairs session at the President's Cup. So he has that alternate shot. He has that best ball experience. So Max Homa, my pick this week for the one and done. Hopefully I can continue to ride it out and make well over a million dollars each week uh, to continue to pad my numbers in the one and done pit game here on the long drive. So now we get into our three teams to make the cut in our mortal lock one team to finish in the top 10. Jack, take it away. Uh, to make the cut, I'm going to start with Neesmith and Moore. Um, T4 last year, complement each other really well. Taylor Moore can putt super well. Um, not as great off the tee, but that's where I think they complement each other well. Second, I'm going to go uh, Shelton and Lee Hodges. Both went to Alabama. Complement each other well personally, like friendship-wise very well. Um Golf game, not as well, but I, I really think that they have a Bama connection. They've never played together, but had an interview talking about how much they've always wanted to. Um, so I think this is going to be great for them. Third, I'm going to go Matt Wallace and Callum Shinkwin. Um, Matt Wallace has done well here by himself. He has not played with Shinkwin, um, but they did play together on the DP World Tour and have a bit of a connection. Um, and there are another ones. They're from the same town um, or city in England um, and talked about how this is a big moment for them. They are the first people from that town to play together. So um, I think it's another team like personality wise, it's going to be great. Um, And then Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin top 10 purely Canadian connection. And they fit the stats super well this week. Uh, Both coming off a miscut have not Hadwin's been playing pretty horrific. Um, But I think that, like when it comes to the pairings, I think this is like a top five, top ten talent pairing, um, and I think they fit well, play well together as well. Me, I have Todd and Kizer, uh, Chess and Hadley and Ben Martin, Eric Cole and Sam Sanders, and uh, top ten I have Damon McCarthy. Damon started really well last week and then just fell off, so hopefully he can put it together. I went with uh, some fun ones this week. I got Akshay Batia and Harry Hall, who I, I didn't even know who he was until I looked him up. And, I mean, you have a in the last four starts, you have a T7 and then a cut, but then a T13 and a T28. So you never know what can happen with that. And then I also, uh, I like the Taylor and Hadwin play. And then John Daly and Duval, David Duval. I mean... There's no harm in picking them. They they could. I mean, we've seen some older guys in the past make the cut. I mean, two weeks ago at the Masters, we saw uh, Freddie Couples. Freddie do Couples it. wins me a free round of golf. Yep, exactly. Yep. And uh, so that you know I, what? I have not? paid for. Yeah, as Jack has <laughs> paid his <laughs> bet. Yes. And then I'll go with the Kim and Kim for the top ten. Yeah, I feel like you you just kind of got to go with guys that complement each other yeah. this week. So. Wisdom on the course. Yeah, to right. get the that, the right. course history. Guys Average that, age of seventy seven. <laughs> guys that complement each other. You know, I'm sure that even though they're the oldest guys in the field, it's going to be a heck of a party all week playing with John Daly and David Duvall in New sure. Orleans. In New <laughs> Orleans, be, oh, partying with John Daly in New Orleans. I feel like that needs to be on everybody's bucket list. So 
Regardless, we'll get to my picks by three guys, three teams to make the cut, one team to finish top ten. I feel like I have to go with Sung J.M. and Keith Mitchell as a team to make the cut. These guys complement each other extremely well. Keith Mitchell first in total driving, seventh in strokes gained off the tee. He's an awful approach player. However, that brings in Sung J.M., who is second in Sansei percentage. There's 100 bunkers at TPC Louisiana, so playing out of the sand is great. He's 12th in total strokes gained, so he's a ball striker, obviously an elite iron player. Third in par-5 scoring average, which is really isn't going to prove that pivotal this week. But what that tells me is he's a go-for-it type of guy. With being a ball striker and a go-for-it type of guy, this is a huge risk-reward re- week, especially playing in a team event. I love Sung J.M. Keith Mitchell to make the cut. My second team, J.J. Spawn and Hayden Buckley. I already talked about Hayden Buckley as another guy to make the cut earlier this year at the Valero Texas Open. He did such. This is a very comparable golf course to TPC San Antonio, obviously another one in the TPC series. Um, kind of starting with Hayden Buckley, elite ball striker, fourth in strokes gained off the tee, 11th in greens and regulation, 38th in proximity. He's also first in approaches 75 to 100 yards, so give him a wedge number. He's there. J.J. Spawn is third in scrambling, which getting out of wetlands, getting out of sand, that's huge. Fifth in putting from six feet. So in the alternate shot, you get Hayden Buckley to hit a good lag putt. J.J. Spawn's going to make the next one. My third team to make the cut, kind of going along with the old guys and kind of the down and outs. Even though these guys are definitely on the back nine of their careers, uh, they're still playing good golf. Jason Duffner and Kevin Chappell. I like Jason Duffner. He's a really good scrambler. Never really been that good of a driver of the golf ball, but 10th in scrambling uh, from less than 10 yards out. He's 8th in approaches that are great, greater than 100 yards. Kevin Chappell is also 22nd in three-putt avoidance, which I feel is a great stat this week, especially putting on Bermuda. He's 17th in approaches from 125 to 150 yards. My team to make the cut. As we already mentioned, Harris English and Tom Hoagie, they're part of my favorite grouping uh, with Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. Harris English is ninth in putts per round. He's a great putter, uh, 31st in scrambling, so he's great around the green. Very average driver of the golf ball, but having an average driver of the golf ball will help you this week when you're paired with a guy like Tom Hoagie. Second shots gain approach, second in approaches, 100 to 125 yards, fifth in proximity on approach. So they complement each other's games very well. I like uh, Harris English and Tom Hoagie. To finish in the top 10. So that leads us to our favorite prop bets of the week. You know, we've got a lot written down here. There's very interesting lines to bet on the sports books this week, given it's a team event. So let's get into it. I'm going to start with Hadwin and Taylor, like I mentioned before, to win plus 3,200. I took that last night, and unfortunately, Monday morning, it was much higher than that. Um, so that was frustrating. But I still like that number. I would take it all the way up to like 25, probably. Uh, Todd and Kazire to top 20. Todd is just super good around the green and putting and Kazire's approach. Uh, some of the highest numbers, that's plus 190. I like that. Neesmith and Moore to win, plus 3,500. I talked about them earlier. Um, another pretty, uh, I think, like low-owned team in DFS and stuff that I'm going to be high on. It's got to be, yeah. yeah. And then, um, again, I like Moore and Hadwin a lot over Perez and Thomas Dietrich, minus 110. That's just a head-to-head matchup. I do... Perez, I'm sure he's going to do well after I say this, but, man, he, I don't think he's going to play very well. Um, and Dietrich is very hit or miss, so I, I think that should be a lot lower than minus 110. I'm going to go with Homa, Marikala, round one leader at plus 1,800. We said earlier they just 
They mix so well together in this format. And I'm going to go to Gollin Sue, winner at plus 2100, and Horschel and Burns, top 10 at plus 200. I got two general ones this week, no real picking, because this is kind of like, this is a weird event. Like, it anything is, could really yeah. happen. It's hard anything to predict. Anything can happen. Because, yeah. like, one guy could just really let you down. Yeah. So I'm just going hole-in-one, plus 150, and then for it to end in a playoff at plus 350. And one more thing I just want to uh, say is pray for anybody on Thursday that is playing after 1.44 p.m. We got four guys in each group, and we got Cantlay at 1.44 Oh boy! Over under four and a half hours. Over, Ooh, right? We'll take over, the over, 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 hammering the hammering over. It. We were talking maybe about... even over over under five. I think we might be hitting the over. So uh, yeah, I was uh, scrolling through Instagram the other day, and I mean the flow of Patrick Cantley slow play memes is just endless. There's a Metro Boomin uh, <laughs> overplay with him and his entire highlight reel of his slow play. So it's, this is why it's gonna matter on Friday when they flip. There's oh. storms coming Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Is there, so, is there weather this week? There's weather Friday. Friday afternoon, storms. The wind looks consistent, 15 miles an hour the whole time. So there's not an advantage, but it's going to be windy. But the storm's Friday afternoon. So if you're at Cantlay and he's going off, I assume it's, what, 8, 9, something like that, if he's going late at first, those guys behind him are going to get caught in that weather. So we might get like a Tuesday finish then. We might be recording when I think Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, looks, Saturday, we, Sunday we, looks okay. We could but. record on Tuesday night when yeah. the final round yeah. of doing yeah. a live show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, weather obviously huge play this week. But kind of like what Tim said, I'm. It, this is a really odd week. You don't really know what's going to come. You know, we saw uh, in 2017 the playoff uh, with. Cameron Smith and Jonas Blixt. It was Kevin Kisner and Scott Brown who made it to the playoff with Kevin Kisner holding his chip shot on 72 to send it into a playoff. Whoever would have thought that those guys would have made uh, a run at winning a PGA Tour event together. You know, shorter hitters, but they're drinking buddies. They live in Aiken, South Carolina together. That's what it takes to win this. Exactly. You've got to have the chemistry there. So that's huge. So my favorite bets I like this week. You know, Justin Suh, Sahith Thigala, I believe they played college golf together. Justin Suh played at USC, Sahith Thigala, obviously a Pepperdine wave. Um, but I'm liking their top five at plus 450. Nick takes him as an outright winner at plus 2100. I've got him for a top five plus 450. You know, we said the chemistry is there. They played college golf at the same time from relatively the same region, Southern California. They know each other well. Going along with that same regionality thing, Nikolai Hoygaard and Thorbjorn Olsson, 2018 Ryder Cupper. Uh, he's obviously got experience in team play events. Uh, to be the top European team at plus 380, you know, that obviously features some pretty good teams. You know, the Victor Perez team, you've got the Fitzpatrick brothers. So I like Nikolai Hoygaard and Thorbjorn Olsson to be the top European finishing team at plus 380. So that wraps us up this week. On the long drive, you know, we covered our favorite bets. We covered the guys that we like this week to make the cut. Top 10s, one and done. Should be a very fun week on the PGA Tour. Team golf is always really fun to watch. Kind of gives us a little bit of a taste of what it's going to be like watching the Ryder Cup later this year. So thank you all so much for listening. Catch us every week for the remainder of the season. Make sure to check out all of Impact 89 FM's other podcasts. This has been The Long Drive on Impact 89 FM.